want me to talk on like this. Hi, Brian. You hear my voice and my teeth smacking together. Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode four of the Double Density Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Angelo. And starting today, we've decided to devote our podcast to an entirely um, new line of thinking based on further feedback that we've been getting from the podcast. So, Angelo, would you run us through what you just did and what we're planning to do uh, with the podcast from now on? I think we're just going to switch to an ASMR podcast. People liked my uh, whispering in the first episode, so I think we're going to be doing that from now on. So what is ASMR? It's actually this weird thing that uh, some people experience when uh, when they hear sounds in a certain way. So it could be anything from somebody whispering, like I was just joking around, or there's one thing of, uh, of people pushing thing in, things into sand, I think, and it makes like a, a very interesting crunching sound, or uh, when you're walking in the snow and you hear that crunching of the snow. A lot of just interesting sounds that uh, even just pen clicking or... Um, rustling of hair or rubbing against the microphone like this. So all kinds of different things. People react to it, and it it causes some sort of reaction in your brain. I think it's a yeah, it's a euphoric etching. So ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And jeez, oh, uh, you're way more prepared than I am. Uh, exactly right, and uh, it's a feeling that starts sort of like um. Uh, on the scalp so at the top of the head and sort of makes its way back to the neck and the upper spine it's supposed to be some sort of euphoric release and you can just type in the letters asmr in youtube and you'll find yourself going down a really bizarre rabbit hole of role-playing makeup and uh, time to go to bed or visiting the dentist or just really weird weird things what I really like is that you're inviting our listeners to move away from our podcast and go um, to YouTube where we are not um, currently hosting episode four and just letting them walk away from us. They're not walking away. They can just pause, go to YouTube, watch whatever it is we're talking about, and then just come back. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see how that goes. So in the spirit of continuing uh, to better ourselves, we're also embracing our speech patterns. So we were talking in the last episode about how uh, we're hypercritical of the things we say. And I realized I say basically and the thing is with every single response when I try to explain something. And so I'm planning on working on that. And then you were saying that you are embracing the words I mean. I've noticed that now that a lot of people say it and I just don't notice it during their podcast. So I'm pretty sure that if I don't keep pointing it out every episode, nobody's going to notice that I say it. So I think it's fine. So we're just burying this deep and we'll come back to it at a later time. Yeah, uh, maybe at episode 50 when we reflect upon ourselves. You know, when we have we throw a party for ourselves and only we show up, not even our families are going to show up. Yeah, and our our 30 listeners. Speaking of 30 listeners, no, I I don't have a follow-up with that. Um... You do have an exciting decision to make in your near future, though, um, about your personal computing needs. Well, I mean, I have my uh, my Mac that I use, and I have my phone, but I I want to get another iPad. I have an iPad Mini right now that that's four years old at this point, and it's been great. It does what it needs to do. So as long as I don't use anybody else's iPad, I think it's fine. But uh, I'm in the market to get a new iPad. I think I want to get the big 12.9 inch iPad, but I have to wait because there's no new iPads right now. It's still the one that came out in October of 2015. And 
I feel that's a little old at this point, and I'm sure there's new iPads coming down uh, somewhere down the line in the next few months. What's the difference between an iPad and a traditional computer at this point? They're getting pretty close, right? There's a lot of stuff you can do with just an iPad that with previous uh, tablets of any kind, you really couldn't do. Uh, the The new iPads are extremely powerful. They're, I think they're just as powerful as the uh, of the MacBook, right? If you look at the, the actual benchmarks of them, they're pretty close together. I mean, it also depends what you're trying to use your iPad for at the same time, right? Yeah, so we can't do what we're doing right now, which no. is this type of podcasting because a iOS device can't separate audio like a regular PC or Mac can. So the thing that we're doing right now, it may sound like we're in the same room. We're, we're miles apart, actually. Miles, we're Canadian. We're kilometers apart. What we're doing is we're talking on uh, Hangouts so we can hear each other, but we're recording each our own end of the conversation. And then Brian uses his magical editing abilities and puts everything together and makes it sound like we're in the same room. I definitely... So I use an iPad 2 right now. Yeah. uh, For my day-to-day stuff. And that's the thing is I mostly use it for reading or um, YouTube watching, basically. Nothing more than that. So for me, my iPad uh, needs are met. Yeah, I think the iPad 2 and the iPad mini is exactly what an iPad 2 is. They're they're the same thing. They work great for that. That's exactly what I use my iPad mini for at this point. Uh, The problem is is when I pick up an iPad Air 2 and I look at the screen and I press on on anything on the screen and it goes so quickly to whatever website I want to go to or whatever, it's, it's hard to go back. So I try to avoid newer iPads. So that mine seems totally fine for now. So you're embracing your current tech. Keeping with the theme of, you know, small devices in the home, uh, voice assistant speakers are becoming a huge part of uh, the current tech game. So, you know, there's a uh, Amazon has its own brand and now uh, Apple uh, is also coming out with something. Well, we're not sure about that, right? We don't want to make uh, get people too excited about Apple coming out with something. Uh, Echo came out. Uh, there's a new Echo, I think. Well, there's a couple of new Echoes, right? There's one that's called the show and one that's called the look. Both of them have cameras. One has a screen. Screen, neither of which are actually available in Canada. We still can't get the Echo here. I, I don't think there's any voice-assisted uh, things we have in Canada other than the stuff on our phones, right? No, not right now. And uh, yeah, so the new Echo does have a camera, and apparently the biggest selling point of the camera is for selfies. So coming back to our conversation a little while ago about Snapchat, etc., and duck faces, unfortunately, uh, even the voice assistant wants you to take pictures of yourself yeah, it's it's kind of strange. Although it also helps you with your wardrobe, apparently. That's what the look is for, so that you can kind of get a, a good look at what you're wearing and figure things out and what you should order from Amazon next. And the show has the, the screen on it so that you can do uh, sort of video calls. Although there's this weird thing where a video call will come in and people will be able to see you as they're calling if you enable that feature, although the, it'll be frosted for about 10 seconds and then they'll just show up and they'll be able to see what you're doing. So it's kind of like all of those movies, uh, science fiction movies where there's that screen that just pops up automatically. You're going to have to be like Zuckerberg and put your, uh, put some tape on your camera or just not buy the show. Oh, well that's, that's the other option. Yeah. <laughs> I find it interesting how they're trying to make these closed loop systems. Like, so for example, for Amazon, look at the idea that you have wardrobes and, and choices um, and then it will probably, in theory, lead you back to the Amazon site for more 
choices in theory. Of course. And then it'll keep tabs on that to know exactly what you've ordered and recommend certain things. And I, from what I understand, the people that use the Echoes really like them. They're really impressed with how it works. They're, it's, a, it's a kitchen appliance at this point, right? Everybody keeps it in the kitchen. Uh, one of the uses a lot of people have for it is uh, using it as a timer for cooking. Apparently, it's quite helpful for that. And there's also the fact that you can just ask it for your weather without having to reach for your phone. It's always on. It all, it's always listening, which is something that might bother a lot of conspiracy theorists. At this point, I've already given up on the idea of privacy as a whole. Like It's been proven now for years and years that the NSA can uh, open up any phone at any time you know, and hear what's going on in a room, right? So... So that's not fiction. That's actually something that can happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no one's really going to care about what we have to say. And we're even recording it and just putting it out there for everybody to listen anyway. So does it really matter. So for me, yeah, there's no expectation of privacy. And um, sort of adjacent to that, uh, do you find that devices like this may create further monopolies in terms of where we buy our day-to-day things? For sure, especially if you really get sucked into the Amazon one, you're not going to really want to buy anything from anywhere else, and it's going to be pushing you towards buying things off Amazon. In the U.S., it seems like Amazon's a lot more useful than it is in Canada. There's a lot more things you can buy. There's a lot, uh, there's much faster delivery. Uh, You have more options with a lot of different things. I think we just got Prime here. Uh, No, sorry, no. We've had Prime for a while in terms of just the delivery, but we just got uh, Prime Video, right? A couple of months ago, yeah. And uh, I tried Prime for a bit, but I don't order off Amazon enough to to warrant spending the... uh, 100 bucks, I think. I think it's 80 bucks a year. But... The problem I find is that if I, for the few weeks I had Prime, I just wanted to order all kinds of stuff. It's so much easier that way because you don't have to hit that minimum order threshold, which is now $35. It used to be 25 And so you end up spending more money on top of the 80 bucks you spent on Prime. So I... I I don't feel it's that necessary. Amazon is is gaming the human condition to such a way that it's going to become a monopoly sooner rather than later, I think, unfortunately. And then they're going to branch out into space, right? Because they have their uh, their rockets that are working quite well, apparently. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos have a bit of a, a little space war going on, right? Which is, a, I mean, in theory, it's great, but in practice, it's, it's kind of boring to think about. Yeah, it's not, it's not the most exciting aspect of tech right now, although there's some exciting aspects to it, right, that the, the rockets can go out and then land. The only thing I care about rocket-wise is if they have lasers and can shoot at each other. Until that point, I'm not engaged. So you have a few years to wait, I think. Yeah, exactly. And, and going back to the rumor that Apple might jump into uh, the, uh, the cylinder uh, talking thing, uh, if they do... Knowing Apple, it'll launch internationally right away, and I may have to buy one. Out of uh, loyalty, are you doing the sign of the apple to yourself right now? I'm taking a crunch out of an apple, a bite of an apple for 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 that. Yeah, uh, no, I wanted a Sono speaker for a long time, and this will probably be priced around the same as a Sono speaker. So I think instead of buying uh, the Sonos one, I'll just buy the Apple one. So you're already, you know, you're hardline Apple. You're already allowing Apple to um, correlate and uh, document as well as classify your photos. Yeah, they have uh, they have all my pictures. So this week on Twitter, somebody posted uh, a link to the uh, XKCD comic about photo library management. And it kind of spoke to me because 
I don't know about you, but I have a lot of photos. Not only do you have a lot of photos, but you have a whole backup system. You've explained this to me before about your photos. I have about 26,000 photos and about 1,700 videos. Those are all in iCloud Photo Library, and that means they're on my phone and my, my Mac whenever I need them to be there, and they don't take up as much space. How often do you feel the need to pull out a photo from that library? Well, because of the new memories things that they added to the iPhoto, the, they're a lot of fun. My my kids and I like looking at the the pictures. They love seeing uh, old pictures that pop up, especially ones before they were born, because uh, their parents look weird. So what you're saying is that you you as a younger man you looked weirder. Now you look okay. Well, I I looked fine, but I looked different to my kids, right? Was there ever a a, a long haired phase? Long ish, but no, not really. I was never a long haired kind of guy. I can't wait uh, for the next Throwback Thursday. Huh, yeah, oh, I should post something, shouldn't I? Please, yeah, please do. So, yeah, so like I, I've always been really interested in managing my photos, as exciting as that sounds, right? I've gotten to the system now with iCloud Photo Library. I just kind of take pictures, not worry about them too much. And then once a month, I do a physical backup onto three separate hard drives. Three? Where do you keep these hard drives? They're just behind my computer. You don't even see them. I plug them in so they don't make any noise. I have a, the iMac is extremely silent. And if you plug in an external hard drive, which aren't really that loud, I guess. I don't know if you've listened to how loud they can be. I will admit that I do not sit around listening to hard drive noises. Okay, well, they can be really loud when you compare them to the soft, quiet-sounding fan of an iMac. But three! Yeah, so, well, if one breaks, then I have a backup to that. I think the word redundant, uh, a redundant system here, is sort of uh, uh, underwhelming to describe your process. I also keep one at the office, just in case... Uh, something happens to the three behind my computer. Is there one at the bank? No, no, not no or not yet. No, I'm not gonna. St- I'm not gonna bring one to the bank. It's fine. I just keep my money. Why? You're already you're already this far out. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be okay. But H- how far do these date from? Like, what is the earliest photo? Two thousand three. And what's the what is the megapixel size on that? Really small. I think that was on a four megapixel camera. Or two megapixel, actually. They're under a meg, those photos. So they hardly take up any space. So, but because of iCloud Photo Library, and I've noticed how well it works, I've not worried too much about losing any photos or anything. So I just, uh, I don't worry about the backups as much as I used to, right? There, I, I trust the, the iCloud Photo Library, and I also use Google Photos. How many of these photos have you printed out? We're actually pretty good about printing out photos, but right now... Uh, there's two huge boxes of photos, about a thousand photos that we printed out, I'd say two or three years ago that we haven't gone through and put into albums yet. Our, our, our poor son, he's got like no photos of himself in the album. So he'll go and look at the albums that we have because we do like having physical photos. We have them on the bookshelf and he'll go look. And he's like, oh, is that me? I'm like, no, that's your sister. Is that me? No, that's another little boy. He's. It's kind of sad that there's no physical pictures but we we look at them on the apple tv we'll look at them on the computer he, he likes looking at photos so a few things as a son of parents who didn't take pictures of their son but their daughter for some reason for multiple years so between the ages of uh 10 and 12 or 13 there are almost no pictures of me at all that's so uh, sad so i understand what your son may be feeling right now also uh that many redundant systems uh and your whole process uh strikes me as slightly narcissistic i would say more paranoid than anything that i'm gonna lose these photos well i guess but i guess the first question would be of these twenty six thousand, how many are explicitly of you let's say that's the thing there's so few of me 
Yeah, I'm hardly in any of these pictures. Okay. Uh, and then what prompts you to have such um, a specific setup? So I guess in 2002, when I first uh, started using a digital camera, my hard drive failed and I lost about four or 500 photos that I had taken. So since then, I've been very careful about redundant, uh, redundant backups. So it's it's not ex- terribly exciting, right? It's not I was like scarred for life, like Batman or something, and I've become like the 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 Batman of backups. Yeah, I I, I just want to be careful with uh, with that stuff because photos are certain things. The one of the few things you have that you can't really get back. I do realize now that my parents were not that careful with photos of me, right? You just you'd get the negatives from the pharmacy and just throw them in a shoebox, and you would never really care about them ever again. I think we've become a little more. Uh, worried about losing photos at this point, but I guess data is so much more fragile than physical objects. Well, high quality physical objects, at least. Yeah, I guess. Now, my question is, do you even care about any of this stuff? Because you strike me as somebody that's not too worried about his photos. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. This man does not care about his photos. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I regularly delete photos that maybe I shunt off my devices. I don't really have a backup system. My significant other definitely has a way better um, system, including a portable hard drive for backing things up. I Look at her. I honestly don't care all that much, to be honest with you. I, um, I'm more about embracing an experience than documenting it in certain ways. And I, oh, you're so much better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in a certain way, it's it's kind of a, a problem um, from the outside, but I really, I don't value uh, photos as much as other people might uh, in those ways. I do value media. I value things that I've worked on, projects um, that I've undertaken, you know, video, audio, etc. But it, it, specifically still images, not really. So do you back up our uh, podcast? Twice, yeah. Oh, see, look at that. So, so that's fine. Yeah, but that's from a place of narcissism. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Double density. Welcome back to the Double Density Podcast. And uh, in continuing with the idea that Angelo is an old man, he has a uh, pet peeve that he wants to throw it to the audience and see how they feel about things, right? So there's something I see a lot happening when I'm, I commute to work. So I see a lot of people and I'm, I'm always fascinated to see how uh, other people use their their tech. And obviously the, the most common is their smartphones or their tablets. And something I see people do a lot um, on iOS devices, I don't see this on Android because I'm not sure how it's done on Android, but uh, I see it all the time on iOS devices is people double tapping the home button, the little windows of the apps pop up and they all, they flick every single one of them away thinking that that'll magically do something to help their phones. And there it's not, it's not doing anything good and it's possibly doing something bad and the opposite of what they think it's doing. Hit us with it. My understanding is people think that'll save their battery uh, because the app is in the background doing horrible, horrible things to their uh, to their phone. Uh, whereas actually the way iOS works is that anything that's not in the foreground is actually frozen unless it's explicitly allowed to run a background process. So something like um, music or a podcasting app will run in the, in the background because you're using it. It's playing music or it's playing audio. The removing of those apps basically takes them out of memory. And the reason I say it's actually could be possibly worse for your batteries that let's say you want to go back to that app you have to put it back into memory and it takes cycles to do that 
And as minuscule as it is, it'll take some of your battery. So you're actually not doing anything to help. You're probably not doing anything to harm other than make me think less of you for doing it. So if you see someone flicking, it's either they're playing Pokemon Go, which is probably not the case, or they're they're viciously closing apps because they think that they are in dire need of, of saving battery. Yeah, I wish I knew how this uh, theory propagated, and it's propagated so much that this week uh, one of the students, uh, the older students at uh, my wife's school, brought um, brought back an iPad to her, and said uh, and told her that she had to uh, open up all the apps so that she can flick them away, or else they're going to be wasting her her battery power. And I'm very proud of my wife that she told the 11 year old that she was wrong. And that uh, she doesn't need to do that because it actually does absolutely nothing. So your uh, nerdiness is actually rubbing off on your wife in a positive way. I was re- I was really impressed. That's great. For me, when I flick away apps, it's more so for um, cleanliness when I try to access things. Because I know I won't be using certain apps um, throughout the day. So for example, if I open up a banking app, I know I'm not going to use it all day. So I'll, I'll generally close it. Because I'll cycle through four or five apps mainly throughout my day. So I know what I want Um to have easily accessible versus what I use once in a while. But the thing is, is you don't need to do it at all. Yeah, but if I'm I'm scrolling through, I don't want to scroll through 30 apps, right? Oh, uh, so yeah, see, so I never actually scroll through apps like that way. You go through the home button on your phone and you just, you hit that? Yeah, but I, I have, I, I run my phone real lean. So I'd be curious to know how many apps you have on your phone at this point. Do you know? So go into general, go into about, and you'll see how many apps. I have 52. I have 42. Okay, not bad. So you 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 run pretty lean as well. So because I, I I've heard of people having hundreds of apps. So at that point, yeah, I guess you can start flicking some away. But I don't think people are doing that for that reason because a lot of the times I see them flicking them away, they have maybe five apps open and they just flick them all away. I'm more of like a I determine what my single usage apps of the day will be and then I go from there. I guess that's fine. Oh, so you've, <laughs> you've deigned me like an okay Apple user right now. So far, so good. We'll see. I'm like, a, I'm top tier. I don't know about that. Double density. We're back here with episode four of the Double Density Podcast, and we're going to switch gears a bit, going from... Uh, cell phone etiquette to something a little more out there and i mean do literally mean out there so this week uh, on realtor.ca someone had posted a uh, a listing for a, a house in Brantford, ontario and you know you start looking at the listing you know it seems normal enough but um, when you start peering inside the house and you take like the photos it's actually a house full of uh, clown memorabilia angelo have you had a chance to take a look at these pictures so yeah it came up on my um my facebook at first, I was wondering what the thing was. I was like, okay, it looks fine. Then I thought, oh, it has something to do with the weird shed in the backyard. That's the, the big garage. I'm like, oh, what's going to be in there? And I was like, oh, no, it's just really neatly organized tools. I'm like, oh, maybe it's a, a serial killer type thing. Oh, it's the tools. And then I keep scrolling, nice backyard. And then, oh, my God, I get to the living room. And there's the clowns. Filled of clowns. It's, it's really, really creepy. So speaking of creepy though, like it's, it, I would use the word haunting to describe it. Yeah, you know what? That's that's. I'm just looking at the kitchen right now with the the clowns that'll stare at you as you're cooking on the stovetop. 
um no well, there's the remax thing on the, on the <laughs> fridge just that it's like this these clowns they're everywhere they're in the bathroom there's one popping up behind you uh, on the toilet there's a creepy one there's two of them together in the bedroom i don't know if you noticed those there's one on the on the bicycle i did there's a tricycle and one on the swing um yeah it's uh it's it's truly haunting, and I don't know. Have you ever been anywhere that was haunted, or do you feel like th- there was something haunting about it? So, um, my mom uh, had an aunt who lived in New Jersey. Uh, I we loved visiting there, and in her house she had. Uh, and I'm this is a long time ago too, so I'm not remembering everything perfectly right. But up in the um, up in some of the rooms upstairs, there were these uh, dolls that hung on the wall. And it was, it was actually not even that bad. It's just the dolls were kind of creepy to me as a child. and um, But that's really the extent. And my, my grandmother's house, which is so my aunt in New Jersey is my grandmother's, my grandmother's sister. So my grandmother in Italy, her house was quite old. And also uh, it seemed... No, I don't think it's haunted. It wasn't haunted. I don't believe in that stuff. But it, it, you could make your imagination run wild. Uh, I think would be the right word because it was five or six floors. That thing. It was quite small, but it's in a hundred. I think the the building was at least a hundred years old, and it was you know it was drafty, and you you heard noises, and it wasn't exactly uh, a place I'd like to to really hang out alone, and especially when I was ten years old. Was it clown-free, though? I don't think there were clowns. Uh, probably dolls. Dolls are, are common. One of the earliest pictures on my Instagram account is these creepy dolls we found that my uh, that my uh, wife found that I think they were from her grandmother's house. So my uh, instance of a haunting place is a little bit closer in terms of space than Italy. So uh, 10 years ago, uh, friends and I, on a normal September evening, piled into my friend's van and headed... Uh, to Franklin, Quebec, which is about an hour um, southwest of Montreal, to go visit the Doria Institute. So I don't know if you know anything about the Doria Institute, but it used to be um, basically a, a series of uh, mental facilities for children, including uh, the infamous Duplessis orphans. Yeah, that, that's an actually really sad story. And what we'll do is we'll link to that, because I really don't want to get into that specific aspect of it, but we'll link to that in um, uh, in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, so uh, two friends and I had gone, and what we had done, and I think you'll enjoy this, we had set up a tape recorder just in case we got some EVPs. You know, you never know when you might get some ghost voices. So uh, luckily... Do you want to maybe explain what EVPs are? <laughs> sure. So it's electronic voice phenomena. So basically the idea that uh, ghosts from the beyond are speaking to us, only we can't necessarily hear it uh, using the, the naked ear, but you know, in recordings, uh, you possibly can hear them. Uh, there are a lot of people who uh, do this sort of thing and go to like supposedly haunted places like um, old jails and things and set up tape recorders, analog, of course, and, and hang out and wait in the night. But some people some people also have switched over to digital. So that's the thing, right? I thought it didn't work with digital because the whole thing with EVPs is that it's usually an anomaly in the analog tape recording and they're kind of making out what they want to hear with it. Or is that just be me, me being too skeptical? I think it might be you being too realistic about the whole thing, right? I know, I'm, I'm so boring. 
<laughs> so yeah, so we had parked in back of because um, the locals don't like people visiting because when you go there, there's a ton of graffiti, there's a ton of um, destroyed buildings and things, and so um, they very much. I'm dis- looking at the pictures right now. They very much discourage uh, people uh, from going there, uh, which I get. I mean, it's it's a very uh, when, the night we had gone, it had rained all day, but it had stopped in the evening, and, and it gave off a really musty smell. So there are daycares. So if you go to the basement, one of these places. Uh, there's, you know, murals drawn on the walls of, um, you know, happy little creatures. And then there's also a, a gym and a, a sort of, I guess, like mini high school there because there were lockers and a couple of, of classrooms, I guess, and also um, a gymnasium where uh, the basketball net hung in the middle uh, of the gymnasium with a gurney. Uh, it was very, very creepy. And then there's also uh, uh, another... Uh, I guess medical office would be the best way to put it because there's a dentist chair on the second floor of the rickety old wooden house, which had decayed um, beyond any sort of livable kind of uh, status. And and there's something inherently frightening about abandoned medical equipment that I think it's 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 a common trope in those uh, mental asylum horror movie type deals. But it is something. That, I guess it's because. As humans, we are afraid of doctors in a certain way because of the bad news they can give us, or dentists because they, the sounds and 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 people working on your mouth can be quite frightening for most people. So, so just put them in, putting them into an abandoned, uh, old medical area, it seems really frightening and haunting. I think is the right word for that. Not haunted, haunting haunting yeah ha- well, both haunted and haunting because you know this is a place where uh, children who were falsely uh, declared mentally unfit were sent to go uh, live out a, a large portion of their young lives and some people didn't make it etc etc so i do think that there is a haunted aspect to it did i see any ghosts no okay yeah i was saying yeah okay i was saying more in the the the, the haunted ghost type thing but yeah no in the, in the actual real meaning of the word yes Right. And then I was going to get to the second part where I was going to say, uh, do I think there are ghosts? Who knows? It's fun to think about, right? Like, I think that you and I um, uh, both can agree that thinking about the paranormal is a lot of fun. Of course, that's 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 the whole fun about it is that so there's no real proof, right? That's why it's called paranormal and that's it's beyond normal. But the whole fun in it is wondering what it is that that elicits these feelings in people when you're in these places because i can i can say i don't believe in ghosts and all that stuff but i i wouldn't want to spend the night there i would not feel comfortable at all even though i know there's really nothing bad there it's just a horrible place to hang out in i hardly even want to go camping i can't imagine staying in a horrible old musty smelling building well, we were there on the compound for about two hours, I'd say, and so we set up this tape recorder in the in the first in the basement of the daycare, and we decided to go as a group take a look around. So we're doing this thing, and um, we go back to click the tape recorder, get back to the van, and the van had um, a, a tape deck, so we put the cassette in, and you can hear us leaving. And then three minutes out, the tape stops. That's creepy. And so we check the tape recorder. It works fine. We check the tape. It works fine. We start recording ourselves beyond that. And it works. But for some reason, three minutes out, it just it had stopped working um, as we had left the building. And neither, none of us had run back because we were all together the entire time. That is the creepier part of that. Not necessarily the idea that like, these are classically haunted places or like 
Um, even, uh, you know, haunting, I guess in the daylight it looks a lot better, but we had picked, uh, to go at night because it was easier to go in and not be seen. What happened? The, the, it just, the, the, the button just popped up as if somebody pressed stop. Yeah. We were not sure what exactly had happened. It was very, very strange because yeah, we all looked at each other in disbelief and none of us had gone back and done it because we were all together the entire time when we were searching these buildings. Right. So um, on the one side, there's a couple of daycares and then there's a road. And then on the other side, um, in a semicircle, I guess, uh, were all these other buildings, right? So the gymnasium, the high school, uh, uh, one of the other, um, living quarters and then the, the medical office were on that side. And, and it was, it would have been hard for one of us to run over, stop the tape and then run back because we would have seen that happen. Was it the craggly old caretaker that took, did that? Funnily enough, uh, there is one of the neighbors who can be characterized as like a craggly old janitor man who will call the cops on you if uh, he sees you. You and that, that oh, what's what's the saying from Scooby, Scooby-Doo? Those meddling kids? Yeah, and their the, dog. I mean, just to add to that, the van we were driving was a large passenger van, so it could have looked like the mystery machine. Would you go back? Would I go back? I don't think I would because I think most of the buildings have been destroyed in the 10 years since I was last there um, to the point where it's not even fun to look at things anymore because when I was there, I kind of, uh, you know, people had gotten to it, but it it wasn't as badly decomposed and as badly graffitied as it is now. If you, um, you know, do a quick Google search for Doria, which is D-O-E, uh, D-O-R-E-A, uh, and Franklin, you'll see a lot of people have since gone up and urban explored the place and taken pictures, and you can see the deterioration of these places. So no, I don't think I'd go back now necessarily. There's a there's a cool abandoned building near my house. It's a, it's a I think it's an old um, pumping station because uh, near, the, um, near my house, there used to be a, a beet, a uh, sugar beet factory. I'm sending you a picture of it right now uh, through uh, internet, through the internet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's it's a it's a pretty cool building. I mean, it's it, it seems like it was burned at one point uh, if you look at it carefully. But it's uh, I wouldn't want to be in there at night. So the uh, here's where I kind of have a question. So you don't believe in the majority of paranormal things, yet you still have a, a sense of fear of these places. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I don't know. It's just I think it's. I think that's uh, built into us to to have a bit of a fear of the unknown and uh, a sense of danger, right? Otherwise, we all would have been eaten by lions at one point. Uh, we kind of have to understand that certain things do seem dangerous to us, and an old uh, creaky building can be dangerous, and our our mind kind of makes it more than it actually is. And there's also a bit of let's say you're you're alone. Well, that's going to make your mind go crazy. But if you're with somebody else, the two or three or four, whatever the group mentality is, is it's gonna you're gonna feed off of each other, and possibly start seeing things that aren't necessarily there and agreeing with each other, even though you may or may not have seen the same thing. Let me throw something out there that kind of has to do with this too. I think, ironically enough. Um, some of the fear that we um, have within us is due to other people doing the exact same thing, um, scaring you. So, you know, when we were at this institute, we kept saying, like, what if someone else pulls up and they also have flashlights and they're taking a look around? That spook factor of our fellow man, never mind ghosts or specters or, you know, other haunted things. Um, you know, it's the idea that there are other people here with us who uh, we don't know. It's, the, it's a, literally a fear of the unknown. That, that's exactly it. 
I mean, we can say we don't know if there's ghosts or not. I think I'm pretty confident saying there's there's no such thing. But if ever we we prove that there's ghosts, I'll 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 change my tune right away. Speaking of haunted places, uh, when I was growing up, uh, the neighborhood I lived in was adjacent to um, the Douglas uh, Hospital. So it's both a mental institution as well as a research institute. And inside of it, if you take a walk inside of it, there's like a mini village in there. So there is a gigantic barn that I don't know what they use. There's a um, a couple of gas station pumps. There's a greenhouse which gets used. So uh, within the uh, the confines of the hospital itself, you know, apart from the actual administrative buildings, there's actually like a lot of different, um, almost mini villagey kinds of aspects there too. I had no idea about that. So I think I have a couple of pictures. If I can, I'll throw them up in the show notes somewhere. But yeah, it's it's really weird. And I love to take people there because, you know, once you um, get across the, the sort of main buildings and, you know, um, the grounds are open to the public uh from like 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. or something like that. So it's you're able to walk through them, but it's it's this weird thing where you kind of walk in and suddenly it feels like you're in this very weird um, lost city almost that isn't quite that big. I'd say it's, you know, maybe like three or four um, city blocks large. Um, but it's this weird feeling of going from field to the inside of a mini city. The idea of, of, of visiting these abandoned places is... Is actually pretty interesting. I don't know if I'd go out and do it, but there are so many places that people consider haunted in one way or another, and I think it'll that would be a fun idea to explore in the future. Maybe uh, taking some time and looking at uh, the different types of places that people think can be haunted. I know a lot of uh, castles. People love going and visiting those because. They're so old. There's, uh, I think you can actually visit the castle of uh, Vlad the Impaler, right? Yeah, you can. And look, no matter what you believe in, that place has a lot of history and it's a lot of horrible history. So you can imagine what happened around there and just think of what these walls have witnessed. And uh, if there is such a thing as whatever you think ghosts are, if it's just your imagination or uh, something electromagnetic or if it's the actual spirits of the dead, which I, I highly doubt it is, but it can be. Who knows? There's got to be something there uh, in those types of places, right? So the differentiation here is haunting, yes, haunted, no. Yeah, I would say that. Uh, it's sort of like uh, an, a UFO is an identified flying object, but... Yes, UFOs exist, but they're not aliens. Don't take this the wrong way, but I think you'd make a very boring ghost. Oh, yeah, I'd be like, oh, hi, I don't exist. Don't mind me. I feel like you'd also yell at people for using their future tech wrong. Or I'd whisper like this. Double density. So the date that we're recording this today is May 11th, and May 11th is a special place in the heart of all World of Warcraft players because it is the anniversary of the infamous Leroy Jenkins video, right? So originally um, occurring on May 11th, 2005, it involved Ben Schultz, who um, created Leroy. So uh, the video starts with this whole team uh, of players getting ready to raid something, and then uh, Schultz's character, Jenkins, uh, with the uh, great yellow... runs in and uh the team decides to follow him before having properly planned out their strategy and then of course uh jenkins uh ruins their plan and everyone gets killed 
Well, the, the funny thing about the video is I had rewatched it today and they spend all this time really planning out this this uh, raid. I, so I never actually played uh, this type of game. Oh, it's World of Warcraft, right? I never actually got into that. But it was just funny to hear them meticulously plan this whole idea of getting in. One guy was going to take care of something. Another guy was going to do something else. And the whole time you see Leroy uh, AFK, right? So he's away. <laughs> right. So he's not listening to any of this. And then he just shows up and ruins it for everyone. So the way I understand it is that they were actually like landing. So they were just together as a group. And apparently um, everyone, according to Schultz, uh, an interview with NPR, they were all drinking 40s and just yelling at each other. So he decided to go for it anyways. Oh, okay. So I was completely wrong. So um, there's also a theory out there that this whole video was staged, which I would probably believe. Well, see, so that's that's why I created that whole lore for myself about it. See, I like once again. I like the idea of self-mythologizing um, these things. So I'm approving your ability to create this mythology. Thank you. But yes, yeah, so it's been uh, 12 years since one. Of, I'd suggest that this is probably one of the um, not earlier, but like mid-period internet memes, like the idea of Leroy Jenkins um, in popular culture had existed. Yeah, I mean, like uh, there's a bunch of references to it in movies as well as um, TV shows. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. I thought you meant before 2005. Oh, no. no, what I had meant is that like, subsequently all, uh, a lot of different websites and um, movies and TV shows uh, then referenced this uh, battle cry. Yeah, well, that's it, it, it was pretty funny. And it, I guess it was one of the earlier memes, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's, it's you know, as early as some of the E-Bombs World stuff or the Something Awful stuff. But yes, 2005, they say, is like mid-period, like Silver Age, a memory. And then uh, that, and that was pre- the the caption pictures things right yes pre like like um macro meme i guess from the way i understand it every image on the internet is a meme right Uh, i mean that's a whole other bucket of snakes (laughs) we can get into another day if you want if you want yes i don't think we should but yeah here's to leeward jenkins who you know at least he has chicken from embracing our ticks to ipads versus traditional computers to the idea of having a voice assistant in your house and also the idea that, you know, maybe this voice assistant may be haunted. We've covered a lot of different ground tonight, I feel, um, in episode four of our the Double Density podcast. We've had a lot of fun talking about these things. And uh, maybe one day we'll visit a haunted place and record live from there. What do you think about that, Brian? I would be so into that. Also, I want to give you a silver medal of approval, Angelo. This is the first episode of four in which you did not reference another podcast. Congratulations, me. I hope that you wear that badge proudly. <laughs> I'll wear it on my neck tomorrow as I mow the lawn. As always, you can check us out on Twitter at double underscore density. That's uh, one word with an underscore in the middle. You can also check us out on Facebook by searching the Double Density Podcast as well as Instagram. So at Instagram, we are double density podcast, one word. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, etc. Or you can find us on SoundCloud under the Double Density moniker. So this has been episode four of the Double Density Podcast. Tune in next week as we do a 13-part playthrough of the classic game Mist. See ya. Bye. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs>